Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified menstrual cycle coach and feminine embodiment mentor, and I'm on a mission to break taboos around periods and sex while exploring all things spirituality, mysticism, and empowerment. Join me as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited because today we are talking about something I myself have really suffered with, and that is self-sabotage. And with me, I have Christina Woods. She's a hypnotherapist and coach, and she helps people with this all the time. So of course, I'm so excited to have her on to help us sort of navigate this in 2023. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Love of to course. be here. So the first question I ask everybody, you know, before we dive into the big topic is what ignites your light within? What ignites me is every day just connecting with my, my true self, my higher self. And one of the things that I do is I ask myself, all right, higher self, what would you do if you weren't afraid today? because fear just like knocks me down all the time. So, all right, self, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Um, if I want to say, God, what would you do if you weren't afraid, if I wasn't afraid today, whatever it might be, but because uh, there's a lot you would do if you weren't afraid. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it, it sounds so simple, but also I feel like there's a whole lot more to unpack in whatever comes up than just, Oh, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? Right. Right. Think about it. our lives would look pretty different, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so for those people who aren't familiar with your work or, or don't know you, can you give us a little introduction and sort of tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So what I am is I, I, the modalities I use are rapid transformational therapy, which is RTT hypnotherapy. And I'm also a theta healer, coach, Reiki master, kind of an energy healer, do all different types of modalities. But um, really what I do is I focus and help women move from self-doubt to self-belief and how to build internal and external boundaries. And I'm fortunate enough to have this be my second career. I had a 30-year corporate career, 30-year corporate. And I know you switched careers too, mm -hmm. I heard. So you know what that feels like. Yeah. And um, a, a little bit about me is, you know, throughout that corporate life, I did, I, I was fulfilling a purpose. I helped a lot of people. I was in higher education. I wasn't a teacher. I was actually in sales and marketing, but um, I felt very fulfilled for many years until I didn't mm -hmm. and until it hits you and you're, you wake up and say, what am I doing? I have, you know, my health, my stress level, anxiety, um, I'm gaining weight. I'm spending more money. What's going on? This doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a, a big divorce after 25 years. Mm -hmm. Kids started leaving the house. It was me and the dog. And I had to really find out, all right, Christina, what do you want to do? And um, I always wanted to inspire women. And I knew just through my own personal journey and trauma and childhood and so on, that there were other women that went through, you know, maybe not exactly what I've gone through, but so many of us have a hard time listening to our inner voice. And I didn't know the modality. I didn't, 
if you would have told me hypnotherapy, I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> um, and so I just trusted that I would find the way and I did find the way. And that's how I found hypnotherapy and other modalities that felt right. Mm. And I trusted that path. And, and here I am. Mm. I love that. That's definitely a lesson that I've had in the last six to eight months, you just got to trust the path. And sometimes, like you said, it works until it doesn't work, you know, right? until right. something screams at you finally from the universe, like, Hey, this is not for you anymore. You got to choose something else. It can be a little shocking when you, can. you get it all figured out. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you talk a lot about self-sabotage because I feel like for, for folks like us who are making this massive jump from maybe something that feels very safe, like a corporate job or a relationship mm -hmm. to then leave that because we do feel called to do something more or something else there for a lot of us can be this aspect of self-sabotage. And so maybe that's even a term people aren't familiar with, right? Maybe that's the term that I'm too close to the term, right? So what, yeah. what is self-sabotage? You know, it's, it's anything that we do to get in our own way. It can be, you know, drinking too much, um, dating people that don't treat us well, spending too much, procrastinating. It's doing that thing and letting something happen that we think is less painful than this. This is probably subconscious, but thinking that that thing is less painful than actually doing the thing mm -hmm. <laughs> that we, that we probably want and need and saying, well, it was because I, I, I spent money and I have credit cards. So now I can't go on, on <clears throat> and do that thing I want to do. I can't start that business. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm overeating. So until I lose weight, I can't really date. Mm -hmm. I can't do that thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's the root of it is not feeling enough. And it's frankly an epidemic. Um, it's all about not believing that you're enough, not smart enough, not thin enough, not worthy, not, uh, you name it enough. And the greatest fear in all of us is not being enough and being rejected. We all need connection. We are born needing connection to survive, whether that's, you know, a parent or a caretaker or someone, it's a primal need. So the fear of not being enough and then having that fear fueled by a world that is constantly measuring you against everyone and everything, it just exacerbates self-sabotage. It's like, well, if I procrastinate and don't do that thing, at least I don't have to maybe be compared and not be good enough. So, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, we all do it in some shape or form. It's when that, that self-sabotage becomes so much bigger than the actual thing. And it really can demolish this you know, life that we're meant to have, it can get in the way of, you know, gifts and family and, and abundance and mm -hmm. so many things and really, really destroy your life. Yeah, no, for sure. I think back to all of the things I've done that are very self-sabotaging and even things you just mentioned, I was like, oh shoot, you're right. Like, yeah, I did date some total losers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and do uh, for me, it was like my self-sabotaging was very much choosing alcohol over feeling my feelings. Yeah. Um, because it felt like you said, it's just, it felt maybe too scary or too big to dive into the grief or dive into the loneliness or dive in for me at that point, it was in my twenties, dive into how deeply disconnected and unhappy I felt about my body and my relationship. And yeah. so I think 
you know, there are all these reasons why, and I'm sure everybody's reasons are different and everybody's individual about the why we do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But is there sort of an overarching way to stop doing that? Or is that individual too? It's the root is individual though. You know, the, the, what leads you there is individual, of course, but the mind works the same for everyone. So the, the one of the couple of the rules of the mind are that we can't have two conflicting beliefs at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's two paths. You cannot have, you cannot say, I want to meet the love of my life. And um, I don't have any time right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here we go. Um, or, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want this, but um, you know, whatever it might be. I want to lose weight, but you know, I'm going to eat chocolate or I want, you know, so the mind cannot accept conflicting beliefs. And if it, a heavier, denser emotion will always override joy and something positive because, you know, we are a match for the vibration or the energy that we are. So, you know, another rule of the mind is that we get more of whatever we feel. So, you know, it's, there's definitely things that we can do. What we say and the images that we have in our mind are the most powerful. The words we say just alone start paying attention Mm -hmm. to how do you talk to yourself and what are you saying every day? You know, you don't need a a hypnotherapist to, you know, stop and say, are you, what do you say when you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the day, every time you procrastinate or date someone or gosh, I only ever meet losers and I only ever meet the ones that are terrible or here I am on the couch. I'm so lazy. Um, Our mind believes whatever we say, whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, true or false, it could care less. It doesn't care. It's just simply responding to the words and pictures that we give it. It's very powerful. So if we just change the words, we'll start to see a big difference. You start to feel better and energetically become a match for that vibration. You start to see shifts. I love that you say that too, because it's so easy at times to think, oh, well, our words don't matter that much. But like when you put it out that way, it's so true. The more I say something, I almost speak it into existence. And so I think for a lot of people, I can imagine, I know it was for me, changing the way you talk to yourself is sometimes so difficult. It is. It it can be. It can be. And, you know, that's where diving in and and getting to the root of why. Why do we why do we talk that way to ourselves? And, you know, we're we're protecting ourselves and there's pain in there. And we need to kind of, you know, we need to find out what's what's behind the pain, what's behind the emotion. Mm. And it's always there to protect us. So if not believing in yourself and believing you're not worthy and, you know, believing that it's better to be a hermit and, and be shy or have anxiety to keep you away from meeting someone or doing something is going to protect you, then that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. until we find out what the root was and start to make different beliefs familiar, mm-hmm. start to tell your mind other things are safe then it will start to move towards something else that's familiar. But it still it has to know that something else is safe. Otherwise, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to keep believing. It doesn't care again if it's if it's if it's fun or not, or mm-hmm. if it's you know if it's what you want, or if it's going to put money in your bank account. It doesn't care. It's just there to keep you safe, protect you, and and sometimes it's there to punish us because we 
we are blaming ourselves for something. So, you know, getting to the root of it is really important. And that doesn't have to take long. I, I think gone are the days that we think we have to sit, you know, on a leather couch every Friday at three for 10 years. That just doesn't have to happen. There's there's hypnotherapy, there's EMDR, there's so many modalities where you can get to, to, to the root of something quickly. Yep. And that's, you know, people want that. People, it's amazing. It's awesome that we don't have to, you know, in, in two, three sessions, my clients find out things about themselves that they've been trying to find out for years and years and years, decades. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, for myself, I've been using microdosing psychedelics to mm-hmm. really help get to my own inner stuff. But I would just just yesterday saw a guy talking about this um, on the internet, and I think he's a somatic psychotherapist. And he was speaking about what you were saying, like dr- drudging this shit up for 10 years in talk therapy. What is that doing? It's just retelling yourself all the things you've been telling yourself over and over and over again and not moving through it. And so when I heard him say that, and now we're having this conversation, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) it's all coming full circle. And so I guess my, before we dive a little bit more into that, I do have one question. I have forever been told, you know, somebody who's had two decades of eating disorders, just tell yourself that you're beautiful. Just tell yourself that you love yourself. If you don't actually believe those things, should you still say those things? Like, will you start to believe them the more you say them? You will start to believe them the more you say them. However, you're right. That's not enough. You need to find out why you don't believe them. What, what is, what is the inner child need inside you? What is the inner parent? What's the dialogue that has to take place there? Mm. And, and, you know, the, the dialogue I have with clients and their inner child or their inner parent isn't just, oh, everything's okay now. You're in a better place. You're safe now. No, it's. Let's hear them. Let's let's literally hear and see what they have to say. Let's let's listen. Let's understand. Let's have empathy for them because so many times we just want to play, you know, it's okay now. Everything's great. Yeah. You know what? They're angry. Yeah. You know what? Damn it. That wasn't fair. That wasn't right. That wasn't that didn't feel good. That wasn't wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anger, if there's resentment, if there's those things in there that have to also come out, well, we need to get it out because they just become bigger and hairier. So, you know, the inner child, the inner parent, those inner other things that are, you know, layered in there also have to be understood and heard and really just recognized. And, uh, you know, um, you've heard that you name it to claim it and feel it to dissolve it and all those things. Um, It's true, but you got to find out what they are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so kind of going back to how you were saying, like, it doesn't have to take long, right? You don't Mm -hmm. have to be on the therapist couch for 10 years, spending thousands and thousands and thousands and God knows how much money to just keep talking through things and never really solve anything. Right. What are some of the things that, so you mentioned EMDR, you've mentioned uh, hypnotherapy, because that's, of course, one of the modalities that you use. Yeah. How rapidly can you shift things? You know, it depends on the issue and it depends on on the person and how open they are mm-hmm. to, you know, to to change. And and, you know, it takes courage. It takes persistence. It, it takes an understanding that these emotions and these feelings are also these are in our cells. It's in our body and our cells are addicted to emotions. So, you know, I ask that clients have a a real understanding that 
you know, you're all in. So it could be one session. I typically work with clients for about a three month container. Could be a little less, could be a little more. It depends on the layers of issues that come up. I will say this, that nine times out of 10, it is not why they, the reason they think they feel a certain way is never the reason. Mm. <laughs> so it's usually, so, you know, food's never about food. Money's never about money. Right. Love's never about the last guy or girl or whatever it was. So it's always, there's layers of something. And um, oftentimes clients will say, I already worked on these three things. So I don't need to work on those anymore. It's just these over here. Yeah. And just because we worked on something doesn't mean we don't need to, there's not more. It means that, you know, as you know, we evolve and as we evolve energetically, we're able to dive deeper and deeper. And we're meant, we were meant to only go so far with that, that healer or that therapist or that part of our journey. Doesn't mean we didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. Just means that we're, we're now ready to go even deeper. So, um, you know, it could be one to three hypnotherapy sessions and, whenever I work with someone, I meet with them weekly because, you know, it's always those little life triggers, the person at home or the kids or somebody, the mom or someone that sends you in a, a trigger yeah. and you feel like, well, all that work I did, just forget it. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on? And it's about training your cells. It's about training your mind and your body to make something new familiar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that requires support and reminding you and giving you pivot tools just to, to be able to pivot and, and do it on the spot. You don't want to have to call whoever it is every single time something happens. So we need tools, we need resources. So we dig and we, we use these tools every day. Mm. I think also something that has come up for me when I, and I'm sure a lot of people may be listening to this as well, you know, therapy has really over the last couple of years, finally, a lot of the stigma has gone away. You know, I think with the pandemic, everybody finally realizing, oh shit, like my mental health is really bad. Therapy, okay, we've seen some stigma go away, especially in certain communities. Hypnotherapy though, I feel like is still maybe one of the things that people are like, are you, are you serious? Like, because <laughs> they're right. thinking of the man who's going to make you cluck like a chicken and yes. like do a fuck, do a fun, funky dance or something. Yes. So what do you see as like some stigmas around hypnotherapy or what would you like to say to people who feel a little skeptical? Yes. Yes. You're right. My own son said to me, Oh my gosh, mom, you're like the guy at the fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I would like to say that it's, it's a very natural state. That is what appealed to me. You know, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I came from the corporate world mm -hmm. and here I am a hypnotherapist because it's, to me was the most simple, purest way to get to the subconscious. The subconscious, it doesn't matter who you are, we all have one, and it's 95% of how you think, feel, act, how you view the world, yourself, and everybody else. It is the iceberg, it's what's underneath the water. Mm. It's why you can breathe or blink your eyes, drive your car without thinking of every single move, and mm. we just do it. But we also just feel without thinking about it. We also just react without thinking about it because of how we're conditioned. Collectively, we are conditioned, our culture, the way we are raised and things that happen to us, but the meaning we attach to things. So it doesn't mean that we've had this, you know, trauma all the time, maybe, but also 
you know, someone could have left us at the soccer field five minutes longer than all the other kids. What did we make that mean? I don't know. But, you know, we've all, if we have siblings, you can get them together and they often feel like they were raised in different homes because they attach different meaning to things. So what I want people to know about hypnotherapy is that when you are able to put your mind in the same state that when you dream and you sleep, which are theta brainwaves, so beta and theta brainwaves, you're able to get to a place where you quiet your logical mind, analytical mind. The day we stop thinking that our mind is going to figure out everything will be a really great, fantastic day. And we're able to drop into that subconscious mind to find out really what's going. It's the hard drive. Mm -hmm. And you can just get to the root and the source and make deep changes there. And then, and then, yeah, we need our conscious mind and we live our life, our lives consciously, but we make deep changes subconsciously. Mm. And I don't think I'd actually heard, I'd, I've heard the reference about the iceberg for sure, but yeah. the whole idea that it's like 95% of you are, you're running on your subconscious, um, and versus the conscious. I mean, that's just wild. How do we, I mean, I'm, how does the subconscious mind form? Like how do these and I think there's probably, I think you've kind of mentioned this before, a ton of different potential root triggers that keep sure. one person in a sibling family from thinking one thing and the other person thinking another. But, you know, is this something that forms like from the time we're born or the time we're more like cognizant? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, by the time we're, before we're seven years old, we are more in a theta brainwave or beta and theta brainwaves. That's why children can learn so quickly and so many languages at a younger age. So think of it as like a vault that sort of closes after we're about seven, not entirely, but that's why it is harder to learn, you know, different things as we get older and so easy for children. And, you know, they're learning to walk and talk and feed themselves and can speak multiple languages very easily. And we get, you know, we're Rosetta Stone later on. It's, it's kind of hard. So, um, it, it, the vault closes and then we have to reopen it and go back in and find out what's in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and again, it's in there, it's, it's making decisions. The mind's making decisions for us and interpreting those situations just to keep us safe. It's only job is to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we understand that it makes a lot of sense why we maybe became introverted or we became the funny person in the room because that kept us safe or why we do certain things. And we can see things with such fascination and appreciation and more compassion when we understand why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way you change your subconscious mind is the mind learns by repetition. And we all know this from exercise or diets, you know, create a new habit, 21 days, you know, we've all heard this, but in hypnotherapy, you get an audio recording with new beliefs and, and whatever it is that you want to feel differently about. And you listen to it over and over and over. And it starts to be just who you are. And clients just say, gosh, I just, I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't react that way. I don't get angry anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm reacting differently. I'm feeling differently. I'm, I'm feeling more confident from the inside out. And so it's, it's incredible. The mind learns by repetition. It doesn't, it's not stuck. Yeah. So, and we have neuroplasticity. So mm-hmm. for sure. So in my former life as a news anchor, I actually did a story about hypnotherapy and I got hypnotized by someone at, um, in a town nearby. So I kind of know what you're like, I know exactly what we're talking about. Like she, she 
and I've experienced it. So for people right. who are listening and you've never experienced being hypnotized, I think the first thing I could say is it's, it's not scary. And for me, I think it was very easily easy to drop in because I do have a very active third eye, but I'm also pretty suggestible in that like mm-hmm, time frame. Mm-hmm. Are there people who you see that are just, can people, like, couldn't be hypnotized? Like, is there somebody out there that just, this is not going to work for, or is, do you believe it's something like, if you're open to it, it will happen? If you're open to it, it'll happen. If you don't want to, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I work in a spiritual world, so, you know, it's, um, we're, it's, it does, it does matter, you know, do you feel really connected and grounded? And and so sometimes that's where this energy work will come in, where I do need to work with a client to ground their energy and feel more centered or, um, and more protected or more safe or, or whatever we need to do. Anxiety is the one area where, you know, a busy mind feeling anxious can sometimes block our ability to just calm the noise. Mm-hmm. And so there's just different things I can do to help someone calm down, listen to something perhaps before the session, mm-hmm. but it is a natural state. It's not, it's not anything unnatural. So we all can get there. Um, if someone, I'm happy to explain how it works, but if anyone needs convincing, mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, this isn't probably for them. Yeah. There's too many other things to choose from. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you mentioned anxiety and we have already talked about self-sabotage. Are there other key things people may experience in their life that hypnotherapy can really help with? Oh gosh, everything. Uh, health, health issues are a big one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned anxiety, um, depression, health issues. I've helped uh, clients with migraines, irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, the mind and body are connected. So yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't diagnose or, or change medication, but um, I do work side by side with people with their doctors mm. and um, have been able to help people wean off of medication or things that their doctor have just said, I don't know, you know, uh, yeah. this is just something you have to live with. So um, I work with a lot of self-esteem and um, and feeling empowered or, or so often when we get so busy in life. I, I think the greatest thing I help people with is just tuning back into their intuition, mm. tuning back into that inner voice. Because if you feel like you don't have, you're not in touch with that, you can really flounder and and feel lost. And that's our that's our compass. That's our inner compass. So, you know, when we make a few bad decisions in life, or we feel, we start to beat ourselves up, mm. we start to question our decisions. We easily can get off track. So getting back to trusting your inner voice and your, and your intuition is literally how you change your life. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Especially coming from someone who was very disconnected to my intuition, my entire twenties. Like I, I didn't even understand what people meant when they would say like, trust your gut, trust your intuition. Now being someone who very viscerally understands that feeling, Mm -hmm. I can, I can see both sides and I know how, painful it was to feel so disconnected from self. And so I can imagine working with someone to help them tune back into that must be incredibly powerful. It is, it is. And there are many reasons and it's easy to get disconnected, you know, making bad decisions, not trusting yourself, but you know, the world is constantly telling us not to trust our intuition. You know, you need to do this, you have to do this or else um, you don't know the answers inside or 
you know, I could go on and on about that. So you already have the answers inside. You can already heal yourself inside. Um, We can all heal ourselves inside. So it's just tapping into the magic. Mm -hmm. And um, whether that is uh, working on your anxiety, working on your self-esteem, whatever, a stutter, whatever it might be, we we have the answers inside. And I love that too, because yeah, I think for women especially, we have so, I mean, I, I know no men have a lot of cultural programming and self-limiting beliefs in and of itself, but like, it just feels like there's so much shit on women because yeah. like you said, we can't trust our bodies because you need to lose weight to look like this person. Or now it's suddenly like trendy to look like this other person. Like I was right. raised in like the early two thousands, like heroin chic was like the thing. Then the Kardashians come out and you're like, Oh shit. Now we got to look like these people. So it's all of these other cultural things, plus diet culture, plus beauty standards that I, for myself really realized continued to make me disconnect from myself and my intuition because I was looking outside for validation in one regard, yes. but also for, you know, signs that are, is this okay? Is this okay? And Mm -hmm. so with the women that you work with, um, I'm sure that's also part of the healing that they go through as well. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, many women I work with are very, very independent, very successful. A lot of people pleasers out there, a lot of women, you know, people pleasing, whether that be at work or mm-hmm. if you do have a family or, um, you know, our, our culture is make everybody else happy. And then you're, you know, this great woman who can do it all. And, um, and I think we just put ourselves last. So many women just put themselves last and they think that that's normal. And so this culture of, you know, make sure everybody else is okay and, and we're last, um, that you actually can still be a good, good person, a good, a good partner, a good mom, a good, uh, whatever employee and put yourself first. And what does yeah. that even look like and feel like mm-hmm. literally, what does it look like? <laughs> and let, what, how does it feel? And, and helping people tune into that. Definitely, I spent a lot of time on this. This hustle, work has to be hard hustle culture. Mm. That's when I grew up in the 90s. Yep. And, you know, nothing else matters but climbing the corporate ladder yeah. um, and, you know, do, just die for it was, yeah. was how I was raised. And, um, and I paid the price. And so I, I do find the universe brings me many women who, um, I can support myself. I don't need anyone. Um, okay. But you want to have love. So let's work on your feminine energy. Cause you got the masculine toxin, toxic, masculine energy down. Let's balance it out with some feminine divine feminine energy. So we do a lot of that work. Okay. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know we were going to go here, but I would love to dive more <laughs> into that because I'm that, I, I was that person, right? <laughs> so, so supremely in my masculine was the breadwinner was the one who was like, out there working, climbing corporate ladder, hustle culture until the universe kind of came to like all came to a grinding halt last year with my mental health. And then I realized over the last few years, like there is so much more um, to life than this, than what I have been telling that telling myself were my own beliefs. When in reality, when I look at them, like a cold, hard look at it, no, this was all the things that I was told I should be believing and I should be doing. And so I would love if you would talk a little bit more about, you know, how you help people, women specifically, you know, develop more of the divine feminine and bringing that more into it. Is it 
uh, something that you could work on with hypnotherapy, like starting to believe the universe will take care of you. You don't have to be in doership, right? Um, this whole idea, like you said, the harder you work, the more money you'll make. Like I have for, I have seen for a fact that's not exactly true. Now, <laughs> like not. I know, right? It's like, I know that. Um, but a year ago or two years ago, you would never have fucking convinced me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can get stuff done in that for a while. It's not sustainable. And the reason it's not sustainable is because when you're working in the archetype of a hustler, to stay a hustler, you have to hustle. Therefore, you can never have it have enough. You can never be done being a hustler. You will always need more. You'll never achieve what everybody needs you to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a hustler. So it just keeps going and going and going and going until you're just on the hamster wheel and you, you're you probably autoimmune, anxiety, whatever explodes because you can't sustain it. Or, or we start getting angry at everyone and, and you know, we think we're going to find love that way when we just start, you know, hating on the whole world. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yes, I do that work. We find out the root of some of this first. Mm-hmm. And then over here on the side, we start to say, what does it feel like? Because we get more of what we feel. So what what archetype are we are we are we in? So we, we kind of have to name it and identify and even have that awareness that we're in this this what what badass or whatever boss archetype do you want to call mm-hmm. it? And or the mother archetype or whatever, because you know, we have different ones. Yeah. But um and, and, and start to understand that and have compassion and, and really empathy for why, why are we, do- why are we in that space so much? Cause mm-hmm. it served us and that's okay, but now it doesn't serve us and start to ask for, you know, if, if, um, if for, for feminine energy, for example, when was the last time you felt like you know, that you were loved and supported or secure and approved of, because if you can have and capture that feeling and allow that feeling to grow inside of you, even if it's, um, well, I was hugging my cat last night or my dog last night, let that feeling grow inside of you and feel what it feels like. We start to say, oh, this is what this feels like. Cause we sit in that other energy for so long. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what it feels like. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is we hand our cup of approval and safety and security. We hand it out, you know, in that hustle culture, we hand it out for everybody else to fill up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we hand it to our, our partner or our kids to fill up too. And, and trust me, they don't want to fill it up right. um, and they don't know how to fill it up and they're never going to fill it up. So when we just take back our cups and we realize they're already full, they're already, we are already enough. Mm-hmm. We're already approved of. We're already worthy of love. We already are loved by the universe, by source, by our higher power. What does that feel like? Feel more and more of that. Then you are in alignment for a life that's, you're already enough. So you're going to call in that, that vibration of already being enough. So the receiving, you know, the receiving instead of the doing, you don't have to do anything. You're just already in that vibration. So yeah, a lot of it is feeling what it feels like, right? Absolutely. And I love the whole analogy about the cat because my dog <laughs> has like taught me the feelings and how to feel them more so than my my yes. spouse and much more so than I can convince myself to feel the things. And I, and I t- teach this when I teach meditations too, um, especially meta meditation, right? Where you're like 
trying to give love. Like, okay, choose your pet because you're going to not yeah. really have any conflicting con- like you don't really usually have conflicting emotions about that that pet. <laughs> yeah, they might like poop on your bed or something and you're a little pissed off, but like you're still going to be so loving. Yeah, and it's when, unconditional. <laughs> yeah, when I started to like use him as the way to feel into these things, it was such a massive shift. Yeah. And, you know, another great exercise is to ask yourself when you're trying to to open up to that feminine energy of receiving is why would you be opposed to being open to receiving? Why would you be opposed to not being, a, you know, a workaholic? Why would you be opposed to, you know, whatever it might be? And you'll hear things come up. It's like, but then, you know, and we start to hear um, why why, why would I be opposed to trusting that um, the love of my life might walk through the door? Or why would I be opposed to being healthy and feeling, you know, sexy in my body? Mm. Uh-oh. Well, then that would mean blah, blah, blah. So we start to find the resistance. And then mm. once we find the resistance, we can work on that. And then we can open up. Ah, uh, I love that. Okay, so <clears throat> talking through that one more time. So you would say, why would I feel opposed to being wildly successful in my business? Well, that might mean this, 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 this. And then those yes. are the resistant points that you're uncovering. Yeah, and you want to get to a neutral point. So we're not attached to success and we're not mm-hmm. att- attached to failure. You just, you're already enough, right? Yeah. We have to maintain that our cups are already full. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what what would I like about xyz whatever it is that you want Mm -hmm. what would i dislike about it um because sometimes we won't like anything about it and we're attached to that i don't want that or i do want that Mm -hmm. and you'll you'll hear the resistance come up Mm -hmm. and once you work through that process i was working on one the other day about somebody um somebody paying me back some money Mm -hmm. and i was doing this with my sisterhood group where we help each other and i thought well why am i opposed to them paying me back well, because then, yeah, I know that here I am being full, like full transparency. And the, the reality was because then they won't be the bad guy and I'll, I'll, I won't be the good guy. Uh Oh, okay. Then here we go. I'm, I'm keeping hold of that energy where I'm the good guy and they're the bad guy and they owe me money. Yep. Um, and that's, that's going to stay that way. They're going to keep, I'm, I'm maintaining that energy vibration, aren't I? Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That, I mean, it's funny just because I have a very similar situation Okay, okay. <laughs> from, from an ex for like years ago. And I'm like, this damn, is my, yeah. this is an ex. This is an ex. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. So, okay. Per, that's such a great, like such a good tool, both of them, right? Like, f- like feeling the feelings, using your pet to help you feel feelings and then uncovering the resistance. Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned the sisterhood group, like how can people start to work with you? How can people start to learn more and, and really start to expand into feelings of, you know, of feeling worthy? Well, people can work with me. I, I work with them one-on-one. I do Facebook lives. I'm about to start a group. Um, I used to do groups all the time and classes all the time. And then I got so busy with one-on-ones, but um, through my website, getting on my mailing list is the best way. Okay. Um, wisewoods.com is my website, but um, I have free downloads on there, meditations, I have an empowerment sheet, um, trying to just create you know, easy daily tools and techniques for people to use. But I do have fun doing reels and following me on social media and, you know, and working through my own visibility issues. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, being out there in front of it, you think, oh, I've been in the corporate world 30 years, I got this. And then you're like, wait, what? This is, this is me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, you know, we all have, we're all working through something. And I, I love this because as I heal others, you know, and help, I'm not healing others as I'm guiding them to, to be healed, you know, I'm getting it back tenfold. So, mm. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will put links to all of that in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to share, Christina, that we didn't get to? I feel like there's so much information in this episode already, but anything else you feel called to share? You know, I just want people to trust themselves and to know they can heal themselves and the answers are inside. They're not outside. And that feels scary sometimes, but if you just quiet the noise from the outside world and just, you know, have the courage to go within, it can be slow. It doesn't have to be fast. It can be at the pace you feel comfortable with, but the answers are inside. And if you find the right person that you click with, they'll help you find it. And, you know, that's your journey to find the right person. So Mm. thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. This is beautiful. I love this conversation. Mm. Seriously, I hope you guys loved that as much as I did. So many amazing tidbits of information and a wealth of knowledge from Christina. If you want to follow her on social media, her website, find those freebies that she mentioned. I'll put all of the links in the show notes below. You can also find me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. Shoot me an email, hello at lesliedraffin.com. I would love to connect with you. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with me this week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.